On this week's episode of Thurn Forever, Kevin and I recap a somewhat stressful week three for both of our teams. Uh, and then we have a special interview with Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun. Uh, it's going to break up right between our game recaps, and then we're going to go into our segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, then we're going to preview Week 4 and end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Dustin Luco. Kevin, we survived week three. I mean, barely. <laughs> like, I, I sit before you, an elderly man, after <laughs> what I had to endure this week. It, it, it's one of those things where it, it was a quintessential, why are you upset you're winning game from the girlfriend perspective, yeah. where I... I you can never quite explain to someone that hasn't been through the heartbreak. Like there is no such thing as a safe lead in my brain ever. And it really wasn't safe this week for the Packers. We'll get into it. But it was like, I was just on pins and needles for three hours straight. And like, especially like that's even like, multiplied when the opposing team's quarterback is Tom Brady. Yeah. Like even if he has a practice squad, a bunch of, you know, guys well, off the and, street and, and that makes it. So let's, let's just get right into it. Yeah, Cause that, that makes it worse is that like, they should win. I went to this game going, the Packers should win this game. Yeah. If you're a team that wants to be taken seriously, you kind of have to win this game. Right. The Buccaneers are down there one, two, and three receivers. Yeah. Like, and, and a bunch of offensive linemen. Their defense is still excellent. They were without Akeem Hicks. But they were without Akeem and, Hicks. And I think, I think there was someone in their secondary that they were down too. I'm not 100% uh, sure on the name. Potentially. But, still. but either way, I mean, they got a lot of injuries, and the Packers had some injuries too, but it was still the, the receiver one, two, and three was really like if you can't outscore the Buccaneers without those three guys. Yeah, when he's, he's throwing to Russell Gage, Rashad Perriman, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cole Beasley off the couch <laughs> last week. And so uh, the Packers get out to an early lead. They're up 14-3. to Yeah. And they're driving again in position yeah, they to scored go four, up. Yeah, it was in the in first half. Yeah. They, they got off pretty, you know. Yeah, no, the first two good. drives yeah. were touchdowns. The third drive looks like it's going to be a touchdown, at least a field goal. And on third and goal, Aaron Jones fumbles at, like, the goal line. And so they come away with zero points. Yeah. And that is how many points they got for the rest of the entire goddamn game. And I'm just sitting there, and luckily the Buccaneers couldn't do much either. Yeah, but I was, I was the the key and peel, just the sweat just coming off of me the entire time. I was like, I just know. And then they got another field goal late in the game, and I thought, now it's an eight point game. Yeah, it's a one possession. Now game. it is an eight point game. It's going to go into overtime. They're going to lose yeah. because the universe doesn't like me. I was, <laughs> I was falling apart. I think I tweeted something about like the universe is just playing with me at this point. Because it's Tom Brady. Yeah. But they didn't. Aaron they, Aaron Jones seems to have an issue holding on the ball when he's playing the Bucks. Yeah. Well, and the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks are an awesome defense. Yeah. Like that was something I noticed in this game. I mean, everyone knows the Bucks are a good defense, but especially against the run. Yeah. There was nothing there for Jones or Dylan all no, day. No. They they were not very effective. It was, however, 
Uh, good day for the breakout sensation, superstar, rookie of the year, Hall of Fame inductee, uh, Romeo Dobbs. This won't come back at all. <laughs> this, this, this surely will not come back and bite you. But, but Romeo Dobbs pressed into service because Sammy Watkins did Sammy Watkins things and, and got hurt in practice. And will and got put on IR. He, he didn't even get like his like <laughs> ball out game. Like, he got nine for ninety or something last week uh, against the Bears. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah and a lot asterisk. of that came on that one play too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He had like two big plays. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but so he did that, and Christian Watson did what I'm now going to start calling Christian Watson things, and also was hurt. Uh, and so Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard were holding it down. Um, Dobbs had a great game. Liked what I saw. Uh, Lazard. Had a nice touchdown, even better puke on the sideline. Which you, you know, you like to see he's really just leaving it all out there, literally, on the field. Yeah, I, I think he – his does his body hate him so much that he's like, my insides need to be out. Like, I, I, I hate my body. Like, it was a Dustin moment. I think he, I think he was having trouble getting open. Yeah. And so he's like, I need to get lighter. You yeah. know, I need to get faster. He's like, I just got to get rid of this really quick. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a very underwhelming game. No, it was boring it as was, hell. It if was, you didn't have a stake in it, it was tough to watch. Um, I mean, ha- that that remains the question. Like, has has Rogers maybe found something with Dobbs? Packer fans surely are hoping. Well, he's he's so. found more than he had before. I mean, whatever whatever he's going to have with Dobbs going forward, at least he's involved. Like that was the most frustrating thing to watch the first two weeks. Is that both the rookies? You know, Christian Watson had a crazy drop in week one. And besides that, him and Dobbs have been not heavily utilized. Right. And so it was nice to see at least one of them get a ton of work, ton of opportunities, and he caught eight of eight passes. I mean, he didn't – not a single incompletion, like pretty solid outing. Um, and then I don't, I, I don't really have a ton to say about this game. Uh, I don't like to be the guy that complains about the refs, but Rashawn Gary was getting choked out every single play by the Buccaneers' offensive line. And – I don't, that was that was frustrating because they were getting pressure on Tom. Yeah, and when you get pressure on Tom, like the, Kenny Clark had a sack where he like tickled Tom. He went like mm, and he like barely touched him with yeah. his fingers. But if you make any kind, if your electrons hit his electrons while they're flying around the cells, like <laughs> that's enough to sack Tom Brady. The dude has the worst balance of anyone in the entire league. And it, it, it I thought it was really funny though because Kenny got him another time and was literally planking on top of Tom Brady yeah. because he didn't want to get called for roughing the passer. <laughs> he was like doing a push-up on top of him. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because like this is like this is unless we see it in the playoffs, this could very well be the last time that these, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's teams play each other. Yep. Um way the way things are going. I am curious to see like I, I want to get your take maybe on this. Like how does does this out- outcome change if either or obviously both of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are playing in this game. Yeah, I know. I think it does, especially because on the first drive, Jair Alexander tweaked uh, his groin, I guess. And I haven't heard any firm confirmation on the extent of that or what they're thinking. I think the the assumption is that it's not major right now. I mean, he was on the sidelines the whole time. You know, he just didn't play the rest of the game. But uh, with, with that in mind... I mean, either one of those guys being there would have made a gigantic difference. Yeah. And probably the Packers lose. I mean, at that point, you know, so many things change throughout the course of the game. But it, I mean, it, the the Patriots or the oh, the Buccaneers <laughs> uh, put up the, the Tom Brady team puts up more than 12 points. Yeah, you have to. I, I have to imagine that. I, I don't think I mean, yes, it's a win 
and it's a loss obviously for the Bucks and a win for the Packers. But I think both of these teams are going to be just fine. Like I, I think they're going to be just fine, and I think they're both frustrated with kind of the way it went mm-hmm. because, or offensively, they were both. You know, literally frustrated for yeah, most of the game. They weren't very good offensively. Yeah, I think the Packers had like eight three and outs. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so then the last note I had here is about the end of the game. So the Bucks are driving down against the Joe Barry patented do nothing fuck all defense that I cannot stand. Like why? Like I, I these these guys are not the world beater receivers. If you can press anyone, it's these guys. Yeah. But. Unless, unless there's like le- not much unless seconds left like in the second half. Unless there's like 20 seconds left or and, something. Or I'm saying don't press them, especially if it's Scotty Miller. Well, and you don't have a safety route, route yeah. over the top. Yeah. But they're they're playing like this too high shell, letting everything go, and the, the Buccaneers are driving down the field. Yeah. They ended up with a first and goal from a PI call, which it was, I mean, he grabbed him. I don't know. It, it wasn't crazy, but it existed. And so they're first and goal, and they end up getting a touchdown. After Tom lets the clock run to zero, and it's one of those things where they bring on the uh, who? Who is it? Who was it for this game? Do you remember? Uh, was it Pereira? It was. It was a Fox game. I'm guessing. So it was yeah. probably Pereira. So I don't think it was. Dean. It, it wasn't friend of the show, Dean uh, Blandino. But so they bring on Pereira, and he goes, "Well, and they got to look at the ball, and they got to look at the clock, and they got to look at the ball. Why is that a thing? But, but, okay, but this is where Why? I ha- just just I, call it. This is where I have an issue too, because like this happens all the time. I have every single time like. Like this, every team gets away with this. There's I know. always half a second. But like, why why don't we just not do it that way? Why don't we just call it when the clock hits zero? Well, that is a delay of game. The reason though is what's happening the ref, here. Like the ref has to see because if, if, anytime it hits zero, the ball is if the ball is moving from the center as it hits zero, that's not delay a game. But but he why has to double check? Why, the ball why, still why don't on the we ground. utilize? I mean, there are people up in the booth. There's sky judge or whatever you want to call it that can say. And zero and the ball's not hiked. And radio down to the ref right away, and they'll still hike it probably, and they'll still start moving, but it's like a false start it's or gonna, something like that. They'll that, blow it dead right away. I am. I really hope it doesn't come to that. Like, Because like, every team gets away with it. And yeah, it's not so like it take favors, it away for every team. But, but then it, that that is going to drastically slow down games. Less no, it's po- not. Yes, that doesn't it happen that often. It's a flat. Yeah, it happens Every single game, numerous times. And it wouldn't happen the if time. they actually called I, a delay of game. I just feel like that's not the step in the right direction. It's just I like, don't think it's, an, it's not an advantage to any team. It's just such a weird rule. It would be like if like you couldn't call pass interference until you like did a jumping jack. And you're like, oh, I, I, I didn't do it in time, so he just he got away with it. Like It's so weird that you just get to break the rule, and it and everyone knows why you get but, to break the rule, and we're doing te- nothing like the way, to The way the rule this. is set up, like it makes sense that the ref... Has the the back judge that's watching this yeah, it, it has makes, to see the play clock. It gets zero. He has to then look at the like the only way around this is if we take out the human element like no, completely. You don't. Have, you could have a human not on the field looking at the entire thing and go. That's delay of game. You don't need a robot to determine that. It's like this made sense when there were like four refs and twenty two guys were in leather helmets and we didn't have like anything that really like, you know, got it down to a science. But in a game where you're counting like blades of grass on whether a dude was inbounds or not, it's ridiculous that we have to have some 60-year-old ref go ball, clock, 
ball. So, like, so you're ageist. You, you yes, just you, yes, you hate much. old people. Yes, I do. That's that's the, the thing with it too. Away. Is I mean, the guy up in the booth is going to have to do the same thing. He's going to yeah. have to watch the clock, like, it, check it, the ball. It's a matter of having to. You call. can't. But like, you can see both at the same time, Dustin. That's what not, all yeah, of us do. It's still like it's still like just the glance. You're going to need you're need to be like Steve Buscemi. Have different eyes going. If he's watching the broadcast where they have the play clock and you can see if everyone on offense moves or not before it hits zero, you're not looking for some minute detail. You're looking if 11 gigantic men start running. That is what happens when the ball is snapped. You don't even need to look at the ball. Just look at the line. Anyway, besides that little tirade, the the true the true insidious nature of Tom Brady really reared its ugly head here. Not only did he delay the game, not get called for it because of no, 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 whatever, (laughs) throw a touchdown, potentially setting up the two-point conversion to tie the game. He did it again! He did it twice. He did it more the second time. He would he, like the the brazen did, did, did audacity. They call it? Did they call it the second time? Yes, thank God oh, they, the NFL okay. stopped so the, the tyranny of Tom Brady. Oh I just hate him as I, a person. Next time, next for time the Packers get play, away with that. Next time the Packers play, I want you to watch every fucking play and I, I count do. how many times the play clock hits zero and the ball is somewhat snapped half a second after. Do, do you know, every team? That do you know why to. the Packers don't do this? Because they take those bullshit Aaron Rodgers timeouts in the middle when he gets frustrated and angry and like the guys aren't in the right spot and he takes like the passive aggressive timeout in the middle of the first quarter it doesn't he only has three timeouts that happens more than three times a game i don't i feel like you're dramatically overestimating i feel like you're dramatically clinging onto this one moment that they did call him for i feel like it's (laughs) i'm not crazy for wanting them to just like call it how it should be. I called. just feel like you're living in a glass house right now. Like, no. like yes, you are. And and, and I would. This and happens if, to every. Team. I would support them calling on the Tom Packers because it's a silly rule. I just, I just feel like you're just, you know, I but, don't know. But Tom has the audacity to do it again. Yeah. And thank God, if they hadn't called it, I would be, I would be at NFL officiating headquarters right now. <laughs> Would, we, Chain I, I, yourself outside. Yeah, I, I would be I would making a public protest. Yeah, get arrested. But they it. did. Moving the Bucks back to the seven-yard line. Yeah, and then we can talk about Aaron Rodgers cheating because what he saw, he he relayed. Everyone in the stadium gate, is know? allowed to look at the Jumbotrons. You know, oh, no, he clearly gave some crystals that he said left over to the, the guy manning the Jumbotron and was <laughs> well, like, no, do, hey, I'll make it worth your while do, do you, if you, do you, know you who, show something. Do you, do you know what it was that he showed? No one knows. No, I, well, there, no one knows for sure. But there's a because Aaron Rodgers is cryptic as fuck. Right, right before that happened, they showed Brady on like the sideline talking about it, and his tablet was on the bench facing. He, Aaron Rodgers literally said it wasn't the tablet. Are you sure? Yes, on McAfee okay. on I, Tuesday, he you, said it wasn't that. I'm not a real Packer fan. I don't listen to that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I just sometimes when Aaron talks, he says things that I'm like, oh, I wish he hadn't said that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but regardless, yeah. So it, you know, maybe talk to your jumbotron guy. It's Aaron not Rogers our problem. Colluded with the jumbotron. Could operator. never happen. He cheated, and they got a win. <laughs> Congratulations on your soiled win. So Tom Brady cheated, and then Aaron Rodgers cheated back. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, he delayed the a- game, and then he Brady only cheated really like, against the Jets. Who does that really matter? Not no, really. no. Brady's delayed game. I'm still hung up on that. Oh, yeah. Well, next Packer game. Had just they just lost, watch, I'd be count, talking about that for like years. Yeah. All right. I'm going to count how many times. Good. Because <laughs> I'm also going to count, and we're going to compare that. Because Ooh. you're going to be like, no, see, he got it off. It was it was there. We're going to be splitting hairs. Well, I'll, I'll do the Dustin route, and I'll look at the ball, and then I'll look down, even though that's it's the not, same screen. That's not I'm the Dustin route. At. That's that's what the refs do. Like, they have to, like, look. 
I'll I'll look I'll, I'll pretend like my eyes can't move inside my head. I have to I have to move my entire head to look down at the play clock and then move my entire head back up. The only way you could do it is if you're like a fucking chameleon and could have two your eyes in different directions. First of that's, all, that's human way. beings can do that. Can you? No. There you go. All right, <laughs> let's let's move on. Um so this game I I was at Lucky enough to be at this game. Uh, shout out, lucky. Shout out, Paige. We are four and zero when we're in attendance at Vikings games. So that means we're hopping on a plane right after this to go to London. Uh, Two of those so, are against the Lions, though. Yeah, and they're both like last minute wins. Okay, and your point. It's not that great. <laughs> one of, one of those was against the Bears, and it was not even close. And that was with your franchise uh, quarterback starting. So. Adam, Adam sidebar. Uh, yeah. Half of our fantasy football team is now questionable it's as fine. of like five minutes ago. Yeah, I just keep, they keep popping yeah, up. Yahoo does that all the time, though. Yahoo yeah. literally says they're questionable. Nope, they're healthy. They're questionable. No, nope, they're healthy. I wish I, I wish they wouldn't give the yeah, notifications. Yeah, they, they do it all the time. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, so the Lions came to Minnesota, and the Vikings came back from two 10-point deficits, a 14-0 and then a 24-14. How do you feel about that stat? Because it's like it's good, but it's also bad. Um, here, here's how I feel about that. That just shows to me great resiliency by this team. <laughs> uh, and and we do start. not, we do not win this game uh-huh. if Zimmer is our head coach. I f- stand firmly in that. Yeah, I can believe that. Like I, you know, it's it is what it is. My my gripes with this game are we came out of the the gates looking flat which is hmm. what I said we cannot do, you know, and they, they looked flat for, I don't know, majority of the game up until like the end of the second, end of the first half mm-hmm. and end of the second half. It was an inverse it was the op- of last it was the year. Anti-Zimmer. And obviously like it resulted in a win, yeah. whereas last year they resulted in losses. So I'll take that net Flip-flop. positive. Yeah. Um, that's starting to get a little troublesome to me. Um. Well, as if someone whose team has never come out flat. Yeah, that yeah. sounds that sounds so like a problem. So that that's something that needs to change. We're obviously very early and there are I mean, all of our teams right now are we're in a state of change, like you know, from a in certain degree degrees. Here. No, we got our Hall of Fame receiver so back, so we're I, not changing. I at think all. that there's growing pains that come with that, whether that's new personnel, whether that's a new coaching staff, a new scheme. So that's expected. Mm-hmm. You hope now moving forward as we get in through September now, by the time we all, our teams play, it will be October. You're hoping that stops. Like, you know, you're moving in the right direction at least. So this next week is obviously going to be big. We'll get that in the preview. But um, I I was not thrilled with that. I There were a couple pictures that I found of myself in this game where my hands were up, my hands were on my head doing the surrender cobra. Like, it, it, like that's how I was 95% of the game. It, it, that was... I feel like that's a blessing though, because like that's that's good. That those are good poses to have. Yeah. Like, how how lame would it be if you were just kind of standing there? Yeah. Or like that's clapping your, unenthusiastically. Yeah, yeah, it's actually doing something. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, I have a photo of us that I took at last year's Lions game, and mm-hmm. you have your hands on the back of your head, just like what yeah. the fuck is going. Yeah. on? I mean, it's a natural reaction. Like I don't I don't consciously remember doing it. It's, it's just a, it's it a just classic happens. Vikings fan pose. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. And or it's a Packers fans the NFC Championship no, game pose. No. Um, no, that's that's it, that's much more anger. So the my takeaways from this game are the Lions are a good football team. Like they are, they're a team that loves playing for Dan Campbell. Come the, on, the G word is is tough. 
I, in the I scope much, of like, I much prefer like frisky, oh, no, scrappy. I, they, we've already called them those things. Even. We've called them those things before. I'm just not ready to go G. This is it. You haven't played them yet. <laughs> yeah, this is a team like fair. Dan Campbell is a fucking madman. Like he every he's going single forward every, on fourth down. Every single fourth down, he's like, oh fuck it, we're going for it. Yeah. Or they go out there and then at the like last second they rush the punt team out there instead. Mm-hmm. Like they do that. Which was dumb. Which you have to allow the other team. That was after substitute. a timeout too. Yeah. yeah. Which is something that they got to delay a game, didn't they? I think they called a timeout or something. Yeah. I think they got yeah, I think it, they it got was a, something where it didn't work they out. They didn't complete yeah. the play. So that this is something that like the Lions they're not, I know we, we we joke about them so much like because in our lifetime they've been just shit mm-hmm. they've been terrible. This is not the Lions that we are used to. Like they they every game with them I feel like is going to be tough. Like it's not going to be a cakewalk most yeah, of the time. And, and in order to win this game, you guys had to try to murder Amon Ra, our boy. <laughs> Would you like to address that? No, he got hurt. I blame you. So <laughs> it wasn't a dirty hit or anything. He just got banged I up. I didn't even see it. Like I, it, just, I just figured out that he was hurt. He just got tackled too hard. Like I, it was not dirty uh, at all. It seems like a huge coincidence. Um, Aaron so, Rodgers, Amon Ra. There's some letters in there that are the same. It, it, it's something that like I'm not going to be looking forward to playing the Lions for the foreseeable future. I feel like because especially when they move on from Goff and they might actually have something like good like that's not gonna be fun because the team they have a lot of really good pieces and they're pretty a pretty complete football team they play really hard fine yeah like he's not bad yeah he he needs he really does need like everyone always talks about Kirk cousins being like a perfect system Mm -hmm. but like goff is that to a t like he can't really goff is younger cooler Kirk cousins Because he's from California. Yeah, he's a Cali bro. I get okay, sure. Um, so I, I, I had a question for you as well. Yeah. Um, is is JJ dead? <laughs> I what, knew what this happened? was coming. So where where is Justin he? Jefferson? Didn't produce in the box score. No, that doesn't mean that like he's not being effective. I at think all. I think it, I think it does. Well, what are, what was the stat line for the other receivers on our team? KJ it, was, it was much better than Justin Jefferson, which That's is exactly point. why. I mean, he, like Justin Jefferson is getting double coverage every time, and at the very least, having a safety over top on the KJ Osborne game-winning touchdown. Uh-huh. It's because the safety triple covered JJ on the other side of the field. Yes, he left Mike Hughes, poor Mike Hughes, uh, yeah. all alone, Same. and then you have the other corner. Um, Arurie or whatever his name was. I don't know. He got flagged so many times. Oh, he had a tough day. He, yeah, he had I a saw that. rough day. He got flagged like four times he on the could same not, drive. He could not stop <laughs> grabbing onto Thielen the entire game. Yeah. Like every single time he just grabs Thielen, just hopes. This this was a big game for the return of Chippy Thielen, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. There was some fire that he was playing with. Um, and, I, and I think that probably was frustration of, you know, he's not getting... Maybe the separation that he's. I mean, he hasn't done shit the first two weeks because, either. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, he's getting grabbed and maybe it's not getting called. But this time they called it a large amount. And yeah. um, I I think that's something where, like, they, they talked about, like, players after this, like JJ as well as Thielen. They were talking about how physical the Lions played. And they were losing the fact. I mean, they got called for pass interference or defensive holding all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we'll take that. It's it's frustrating for receivers, but I I was happy to see the production from them, and that's something that like those guys have to step up if JJ is going to be double or triple teamed throughout the whole game. 
And like, that's something that, yes, I'll take that, but we can't have that going forward. We need to find ways of scheming him open. And Kevin O'Connell has acknowledged that. He has said, you know... That was a failure of the cock. He, he's like, you know, it is... Like, he is still demanding... He's getting a lot of attention from defenses, and that's allowing other guys being open or in favorable matchups. But we, I still need to do a better job of getting him involved, getting him his touches. Like, that... And that, I think we're going to see that going forward. I really do. As a fantasy owner of Justin Jefferson in one league... Yeah. I'm very upset. <laughs> It, it's, because because he it's killed my real be, life team, yeah. and I lost that week. Yeah, it's double whammy. And, and and he's been awful every week since. When I actually would like him to do well, yeah. So he, he I, I, not a fan. It, it's something that I don't see will be a trend going forward. Um, I'm not worried about it. I mean, he's on pace to put up like six yards this week if his current trajectory <laughs> holds of just like less and less. You know, yeah. there was only one receiver on the Vikings that had worse stats than Justin Jefferson. Oh boy. I think you can guess who it is. I know who it is. Rager. Yep. <laughs> one for two. <laughs> well, hey, hey, 100% completion. Hell yeah. You know, he, he caught that one pass. I think it was like way at, like right at the end, too. Yeah, like it, was it, was, it was in the fourth No, it, it was, yeah, it was a screen. It was like a bubble, like a bubble screen. It was like an unblocked bubble screen. Yeah. Like they really didn't set him up for success. No. Uh, um, also, is Delvin's shoulder, can, it, can so, just his shoulder retire So Del- Yeah, Delvin had, um, he already was dealing with, like a, a torn like labrum, I think is what it was originally that he usually wears a harness. He wasn't so far this year. Uh, and so that's what he kind of is he, is he going back to the harness. Yeah. Though? Yeah. Okay. So he's going to put the harness and he's day to day. Like he should be fine. Like he's should be good to go. He was having a really good day actually. Um, yeah. And yeah. Then, he was having a better day than like his other, his first two games. I think he's has more rushing yards than Aaron Jones. He hasn't been like super effective in the first two games. Well, yeah, he was. I mean, he wasn't. We didn't slam him with carries, but they got something too. Like running backs usually need a good amount of carries to get going in games. Yeah, like, I'm, that's I'm not. I'm not judging. Like I'm not judging him. I'm saying that this yeah. is like the first game where he got going. Yeah, and then got hit in his shoulder and fumbled and left. So I was curious what his deal was. Did you guys see how he fumbled? No. Yeah, he, he ran into his own player. Oh, it was a yeah. butt fumble. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he got a little friendly fire where he ran into, I think it was Cleveland, I want to say. Um, and so that that's something that, like, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I, I will say to this game, we saw, like, good Kirk and like average Kirk, like, like mm-hmm. not, I mean, it, it was a good, it wasn't bad Kirk. We saw that the week prior, like he, he looked really, really good at times. And then just like very mediocre. There's, there's a spectrum of Kirk play. It's yeah. like plus or minus 10. Yeah. And then what time the game is moves that slider backward or forward. Right. So if it's a prime time game, the slider goes down and his ceiling is still there. Yeah. Not as high, but it's still there. But the, the floor yeah. falls out the bottom. Yeah. And it's something like this he, was a noon game. What I was happy with was, you know, in the fourth quarter, he was nine of 13 for 125 yards and the touchdown, obviously, yeah. you know, he missed earlier in the game to KJ on like a wheel route down the sideline. He threw it a little too far. Um, that was, that would have been a walk-in touchdown for KJ. I'm glad, you know, that's kind of been a little worrisome. And I think that just has having to do with him making sure, you know, it's, if it's not going to be caught, it's just going to be an incompletion, which I'd rather him do that than under throw it and it be picked. Is Kirk Cousins too worried about his touchdown to interception ratio? I don't think so. (laughs) Um, so that was, and that was something that like the defense, 
they it was an epitome of like a bend don't break i think for most of the game they didn't allow they allowed some bad bad conversions on fourth down they were really good on third down mm-hmm. but then they just they made this the fourth down stops when they needed to but there was very little room for error on those um obviously because we needed every single one of them um and i i think we just need to find ways to generate pressure because Donatel, you know, comes from the Fangio tree mm-hmm. and they don't like, you know, like Joe Barry, they don't like to blitz. Nope. They, they rush four and they hope that gets the pressure that's needed so they can still have seven in coverage. Did, did Zadarius do anything crazy in this game? I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. Z- Zadarius made some good plays. He got hurt at one yeah. Point, he, yeah. He stayed in the game. He made a good play and then he kind of got banged up on that. He stayed in. Um, and then he, you know, he ended up finishing the game out. He is day to day as well. Um, so I, I think it, I think it's just some like a calf. I think because he had a compression sleeve on his on his leg today at for practice. Um, he should be fine. Uh, it's not. Do you think that his, his necklace with the C is that for compression? Maybe. Oh, wow. could be. Um, and so he's a big rice fan, you know, he's, he's a big fan of the sea and rice, you know, it's like fuck rest and icing. I just want to compress all yeah. the time. If you just compress hard enough, yeah. you don't need that. And then the I can rest. elevate my play. That's yeah. how he does it. <laughs> um, I, I, last thing we need to stop trying to force feet or make Irv Smith a focal point. Like he's just, he looks like he hasn't played football in a year and it, he hasn't like, just stop. Stop I, with the crucial third like downs. Not only that, though, you guys like involved what, what are they named? Munt and Elfson. The, uh, yeah, like a lot. Uh, yeah, Elfson <laughs> and Munt, and they are the, the, you know two catches, both of them on two targets for twenty four and twenty three yards. Like they're they're significantly more effective. Like mm-hmm. you know, I I just feel like we need to stop. Like you know, Irv dropped obviously that touchdown pass that would have been last week right before halftime, and the drop people are calling it. M- yeah, Munt, Munt also had a couple drops this year. Did I, think, he? I think he's got at least two so far. This I don't year. know. I just, I, I don't. He definitely had one this week. I don't like. He, had, he, got, just, he got targeted twice and he caught okay, two well, balls. Maybe it was last week. Well, he dropped it and then he caught it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 think, I don't like Munt because he, he has the DT at I the end of his name. He has multiple drops this year. I don't think that's true. Um, Look it up, Dustin. You're the stat I, guy. Go, I, go, go. I will say that I'm hoping with the emergence of saying like seeing how good KJ Osborne was this game and how effective he was. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're like, okay, I know we want to use a tight end in there. And like, that's something that McVeigh likes with Higby and all that. Like it's effective, but maybe let's just use our three receivers that can be very effective, especially if JJ's demanding so much attention from the defense. We, we have an update on... Oh, we have a month update. Yeah, he's got drops. How many? He ha- confirmed no. drops. How many drops? Say how it. many do you want? No. T- <laughs> tell, me, tell me. How many drops? What do you got? The smirk is Man, there. I... Wait, how do you... You how? didn't even have it? No, I did. Just oh making gosh, shit up over yeah, there. This is just... He has drops. How many? Some? <laughs> it is some. Is it this year? Is it one? Yeah. How many? Told, yeah, it's at least one. It's one. <laughs> so he has drop. He has a drop. <laughs> In three games. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but on me. eight targets, that's not good. Yeah, he's dropping one eighth of the Ir- ball. Irv has more on a lot more targets. Like, it's nice. That's, that's fair. It's not maybe very good. Maybe, maybe you should. Maybe. That's what I'm fucking saying. Maybe. Like, I'm well, I, th- I think we're ignoring the Ellefson or whatever his name is. Ben Ellefson? Yeah. Ben. Yeah, I, I'm fine Benny using boy. both of them. I don't care. You could use CJ Ham a little more, too. He, yeah, dude, he he juked out like four dudes on one play. He just and kept juking inside. Like, I mean, you know, the hammer, love it. Um, so I, I, 
I'm fine with how the game was. You know, it's a win. It's an ugly win, but we don't win this last year. So that that's my takeaway. So I like it. Yeah. All right. That was the recap of our games. Time to go to Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun. All right. We are here with host of Locked On Vikings, Luke Braun. Luke, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for uh, dealing. I made you go through a whole bunch of schedule hoops. Yeah. So thanks for dealing with yeah, me. Yeah, we, we've been chatting uh, on and off, and so I'm glad we could finally do this. Um, yeah. So why don't we just get started? A little background on yourself. You're you're in California, correct? Yes. Okay. So how did it, how did the Vikings, I guess, become your team? Are you originally from Minnesota? I am. I grew up in the Lakeville Prior Lake area. Okay. Went to school and everything. Went to L.A. for college and stayed out for work. So I've lived out in L.A., but I am originally from Minnesota. So I was a Vikings fan before I had object permanence. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, people typically out out away from Minnesota. I used to live in New York for a few years. And anytime I said I was a Vikings fan, people gave me a look. They're like, well, why would you choose that life? And I'm like, well, you're born <laughs> in it. You don't choose it. Yeah, you're born into it. Or you got really into Brett Favre in 2009 and you made the worst decision of your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we now have two Vikings personalities that we've had on the show, and neither one of them lives in Minnesota. Right. So, you know, kind of... <laughs> hey, kinda that's the thing. I, on Locked On Vikings, I think about two-thirds of my audience doesn't live in Minnesota. There are a lot of people all around the country that love the Minnesota Vikings and are looking for podcasts, honestly, to get their fix because they don't get, you know, local KFAN on their way to work. They need something to listen to. And that's a lot of the Locked On audience. I wouldn't be surprised to learn it's a lot of your guys' audience, too. You'd be surprised how many people around the world. Even. I know. Yeah, we had we had one. We saw like you know, look at analytics. Like like, oh, we had a, a listener in Russia at yeah, one we, point. We we're like, yeah. oh, how does that happen? But I, I paid for some listeners on the on the dark <laughs> yeah. web, and that's where they came from. But uh, yeah. yeah, I actually have a grievance with you, Luke. Um, oh, I good. listen to yeah, your uh, colleague sometimes, uh, Peter Bukowski, locked on this, Packers. Ke- Kevin's a Packer fan. Keep it right. So oh, we're, we're a Viking gotcha. Packer okay. fan. Well, get, get him. Yeah. No, roast Peter. <laughs> well, please. I, I don't have a ton of roasts for Peter on hand, but I do, you know, I listen on Spotify and Spotify can tell kind of where you're listening from. So in the middle of locked on Packers, I'll get commercials for locked on Vikings and other oh, stuff like yeah. that. Like, Oh, your insider Vikings information, your new podcast. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting in my car going, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> the opposite of what um, I'm here for. Okay. Owned deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but yes, most, ad- it's really funny. I'll get messages sometimes about like, why did I get this ad? It's like, buddy, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. We don't control that. That's targeted. Yeah. Kevin likes to, he, he being in Minnesota, we, we both went to university of Minnesota. He's obviously from Wisconsin. I'm from Minnesota and he gets a lot of on Twitter Vikings fans. Like he just, that's just kind of what he's around obviously. So he gets a lot of that. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. He gets in the weeds with some Vikings fans well, out there. And he kind of say like, oh, I can't good. believe all Vikings fans are like this. I'm like, dude, you're talking to some <laughs> faceless dude. I have no, I don't, he doesn't I, speak I bring it us. on myself like, to, a, on. to a degree. <laughs> I like it. Get in the trenches. Yeah. These rivalries have gotten too chummy in the Midwest. Yeah. You got like too many shared households. And so we need to get like a blood feud, Falcon Saints, white, hot, ancient rivalry. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so Kevin's Kevin's girlfriend. She's she's from Minnesota. She's oh, a yeah. she's a Vikings fan. I she put is. air quotes. Oh, see, over so that, you're you part know? of the problem. Yeah, and so, leave her. 
house divided. <laughs> and she, but she's the like, she's the type of fan that will like, I'll just gonna wear Packers stuff if if you know they're not playing the Vikings. Oh, okay. and I'm like, oh no. Well, then she and then she goes like, why don't you wear Viking stuff to support me? And I'm like, I would never ask you to wear Packers stuff. You're doing that of your own accord. Yeah. That's not how this yeah. works. That's insane. She needs to understand that's a buck wild thing to do. Yeah, like, like that's. <laughs> No other dedication. Team. Yeah, no other team. Like that's the that's the the off limits team that we like. No, it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. It's not going to work. <laughs> well, and she loves you so much. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah, that's that's really the it, takeaway. It really is. And you know, thankfully, our two teams haven't even played each other this year, as far as I remember. So oh, we yeah. have to talk about that at all. You're right. Week one. <laughs> you know that fourth preseason game. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the owners really screwed us with that. You You're know, an owner, aren't you? Game. You know. I really screwed yeah. me then. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, all Brought right. that on yourself. <laughs> let's let's jump in here and talk a little bit. I Most of my questions are Vikings cater, just because I want to get your take on several sure. things here. Um, what would, if you could give an early grade, a very, very early grade on this new regime, the the, the KOC and the Quasi regime, what, what, what are you giving that so far? Three weeks in. God. A little, lot of up and down, but. You know, I I feel kind of good about it, but we'll see. That maybe that's because we. <laughs> I mean, the last sure. Years. That's your Viking fan. Like you don't want. You know what? Say it. Yeah. Uh, two and one start with two possible Super Bowl. Co- like we we might have played the NFC Championship contenders, the two NFC Championship games. It's a big prediction. Uh, teams for Lions. week one, week two, right? <laughs> like that could be Packers Eagles could totally be it, right? Yeah. And that was a preseason prediction too, right? Um. So two and one through what we've gone through here in the first three weeks, pretty good. I hate doing grades, man. I hate like quantifying yeah. and trying to put it all on a scale. I, uh, C plus. I don't know. It's going to be arbitrary. Yeah. There's stuff Everyone that's wrong. There's a lot of stuff rubric, that's new. You know? Um, And it, it's always going to like obfuscate when I say, you know, if I say uh, 79 out of 100, it's always going to obfuscate. That doesn't tell you, well, there's some stuff that's a straight up F. There's some stuff that's a catastrophe. There's right. some stuff that's going awesome. That's an A. And averaging it all out just sort of muddies it it's like taking a, a beautiful salad and spinning it up into a smoothie that looks dark green you know <laughs> well at least you guys didn't hire nathaniel hackett i mean yeah there are some just baseline good news <laughs> going around the league we tried we that interviewed was him. A, we interviewed him they, he did he didn't make it far <laughs> no uh that was a catastrophe you could see coming from a mile away if aaron Rodgers didn't make it there yeah and uh I, so i i had a question kind of following up on these these first couple games here um is the tape out on Justin Jefferson? Please tell me yes, because I desperately need this guy to go away in my life. We went from <laughs> 184 yards against some yellow team. Who, who knows? And then 48 and now 14. Because well, you, you get way more yeah. into the tape than, than we do on this sure. show. We're, you're smarter than us. So what's going on there? So both the Eagles and Lions sold out. Um, they sold everything out to stop. Justin Jefferson. They used every, I use the term a lot, schematic resources. What are you dedicating your safeties to? Who are you capping over the top? Are you putting an extra guy in the box to stop the run? Those are schematic resources as valuable and scarce as cap space or graphics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lions and Eagles both used all their schematic resources to stop Justin. I mean, all, like Mm -hmm. everything. They had both safeties paying attention to him. They had a corner playing underneath him a lot. Um, playing in what's called tr- press trail uh, or press man trail, which is this is what the Lions did with Jeff Okuda, which is 
jam him at the line of scrimmage and then follow him behind. So if he does beat you off the release, all you have to do is, is run behind him and play underneath him. And then you have a safety taking anything over the top. So if he does beat you off the release, it's covered. Um, um, and then you have a safety on the other side of the field. If he does want to cross the field and do all those deep overs, which is what happened to the Packers, mm-hmm. he went across the ball and the Packers were totally discombobulated. So if he does that, you have a safety there to pick it up as well. And there are a, a couple of different coverages that accomplish that goal, but do the math. You got three people on Justin Jefferson. Say you have four pass rushers. That's seven people. Mm-hmm. You have four players left over to cover all of the four other skill players. Everybody else gets to be one-on-one. And so the, the thing that Vikings games have come down to in these last two weeks, now that Justin Jefferson's sort of been, they, they went nuclear, I'd say. There's tape out on a nuclear option if you trust literally everything else to be covered one-on-one and you're not worried about uh, the run game and having to stack the box. If you can stop the run and cover Adam Thielen one-on-one and cover KJ Osborne one-on-one and rally and tackle if the ball goes to Dalvin Cook or Madison underneath, you can do all of that stuff. You can sell out to stop Justin Jefferson. For the Eagles, the answer to that was yes. For the Lions, the answer to that was no. One and one. That's a very thorough answer. <laughs> Which is funny because like we so we before we hopped on with you, we did our, you know, the way our, our show is segmented typically is we preview, you know, we we always recap our games. We talk about the Vikings and Packers in depth. Uh, and then we usually will go into our segments, like our awards for the week. Uh, and so we, the way we bracket, we just finished talking about both of our team's games and, and I have, I have Kevin here who has a little bit of shared interest in for fantasy reasons. And also ah. the fact that, uh, JJ just torched his own team. Well, yeah. So, we, I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of already touched on it earlier in the episode, but, uh, yeah, JJ destroyed my real life team and I still lost that week and he's done nothing for me since. <laughs> so Best case scenario. I really hate this guy is what I'm trying to say. That brings me deep joy. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what, that's exactly how I feel. I mean, it's just something like, Ooh, those are nice tears. Let me just, uh. You know, slurp them up there for you. Oh, it's, it's good. <laughs> um, so keeping with the Vikings here, we've how so you've obviously been, I'm guessing, a, a Vikings fan your entire life. Um, so you've had the pleasure then of living through three NFC championship games, correct? Um, I yeah, I I, I was only Rookies. like I was only four when '98 happened, but. I, I was six, so I'm vividly, a little fuzzy there. I vividly remember 09 and 17. <laughs> uh-huh. um, if you could give me your ranking of, or just in terms of most heartbreaking of those the pain three, ranking, yeah, the pain ranking of those games, because like, I have a, I have an idea in my head, and I, I've t- I always like to gauge other Vikings fans because people have different opinions based on how they felt about sure. that team. Sure. Okay. So I did. I'm gonna chill a little i did on my patreon page patreon.com slash luke run nfl a seven part vikings history documentary Mm -hmm. um it's seven hours long in total it's like a it's like a season of tv on the history of the minnesota vikings from start to finish from max winter coming over on the boat in 1914 all the way up to will kevin o'connell be good today um and so as part of that you get real deep in these moments in these games i mean you're editing clips from them and stuff you're like really inundated in it which sort of changes my perspective a little bit. For me, the ranking would be 09 and then 98 and then a huge gap and then 2017. 2017 felt like borrowed money. We barely should have been in that game. Backup quarterback. It was this total fluke of a season and everybody and their mother knew it. And it was like, ah, and then they died in the NFC Championship. Okay, fair enough. Good job, Eagles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 09 and 98 felt like such Super Bowl caliber teams, like genuinely 
these teams are real and they're deep and they're good. Um, doing the documentary has made me understand my perspective of 98 a little bit more. I still think 2009 hurts me more because it's a more tilting game. There's bad ref calls in it and the yep. fumbles and is it's frustrating. You know, the, the 98 game guys got injured and the other team was really good. You know, people often overlook like, you know, they were supposed, they were favored by like a touchdown over those Falcons. Those Falcons were 14 and two. That was a good ass team. Yeah. Um, but because the 98 Vikings were such a death star, it just feels like this upending and this upset, but it's not controversial. You know, you're not going, God, I hate the Falcons after that. People still hate the Saints to this day. Oh, yeah. I don't think they should. Oh, yeah. I think it's more, much more. What they hate the Saints for is a Greg Williams problem, not a Saints problem. He did it in Washington. He did it in L.A. He did it everywhere he's gone. Um, he just coaches players to hit, play take dirty. Out, like, he just does. Players. Yep. It's, yeah. Like, the bounty or not, whether or not they got paid, players play dirty under Greg Williams, inarguably full stop. So, be mad at him, but I don't really care about the Florida Lee anymore. Um but people do, and people don't really feel that way. We, if anything, we like the Falcons because they're rivals of the Saints and because they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship that one time. Um, one of many so th that's the, the pain ranking for me. And then just a gigantic chasm and like also 2017 happened, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> that was Case Keenum. I, I probably, I, I mean, it's hard for me with, with 98 just because, I, I mean, I don't have that much of a recollection of it and actually being – you know, a fan I see, obviously, you know, since then, like, you know, various look at that season. Um, but in the moment, I would probably still have 09 for the reasons you mentioned, just because that game was just so maddening. Um, and, and the, you know, the phantom, phantom defensive pass interference on Ben Lieber. I right. Mean, which know, they got it, justice for many times over. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And, and, and it's just something that like, I, you know, they're the Adrian Peterson fumbling what felt to me like 20 times and right. Five fumbles in the game. Ch Childress or Favre, whoever it was um, deciding let's, let's throw a pass here instead of letting Longwell attempt what would have been probably only like a, I don't know, 54, 52 yard field goal. It would have like, been 55 about, which yeah. I don't think he's ever made. <laughs> he, no, he did would, not have a good leg. It would have been there. a career long, but it's yeah. funny now looking back at how the NFL is with kickers. It's like, that's for a lot of guys, like a chip shot in terms of like distance. Sure. Um, indoors too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Indoors. And, and I think um, that one really hurt. 17 was interesting. Like to me, that one was like, you know, with the miracle obviously happening, the the quick change in perspective of, you know, the high highs and the low lows, especially with how we started that game with that perfect drive with the touchdown to, to Rudolph. We forced them a three and out, and then the pick six happened, and it all went downhill. Uh -huh. And I, I think, though, you look at it, I will never forget the graphic the NFL made of like the four remaining quarterbacks walking to us <laughs> bank and it's Brady Bortles Foles, and Keenum. And it's like, yeah, I mean, right like, there. Like, it, it was just like the, 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 you know, if you want to talk about like storybook and like destiny and all that, you're like, you, you kind of fall in love with that aspect. Yes. We were playing with right. complete. We were like on house money with, we should not have been there. We should right. have could have been a home Super Bowl and all that stuff, yeah. but like, I don't know. And the miracle does a lot to sort of soften the blow for me. Cause when I think of 2017, I think about the miracle. I don't think about 38 to seven. Yeah. I, I blocked that out every time though. I was terrified that 
week two is going to end up 38 seven. I saw I did the math. I was like, wait, no, they only need two more touchdowns. They, they could do it now. Oh God. But luckily the defense decided to not let them score. Maybe the Eagles just didn't want to score anymore. I don't know, but that was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I can't relate to those specific instances. And but you got uh, a lot of NFC championships. I was going to say, I don't think we need to dwell on my <laughs> NFC championship games. Um, of which there are many, um, yeah. almost all bad, uh, with one huge exception. And then, uh, so I, I wanted to kind of ask you, Luke, because you know I'm a Packer fan behind enemy lines, and sure. especially this was something that I noticed the most when US Bank was being built and the Vikings were playing in TCF Bank Stadium on the on campus at the U of M. So there's the horn, and I. Yep. I can't stand the horn. I'm going to be real honest with you. He tweets up. He tweets about it a lot. And of I, course, I would like to. I would like. You, nor should you. You're no, a Packer exactly. fan. You should hate that, the horn. The, the point p- is to annoy yes. you. Yes, personally. exactly. And so I just wanted to kind of run a couple scenarios by you and see if I can get like a scale of like zero to three or whatever you want to max out at in terms of how many horn blasts each of these plays is worth. Okay, like how? Okay, like how much of a hell yeah moment? Yeah. So, so we All got right, sure. We, we got to start off easy. Offensive touchdown. How many horn blasts does that get? I think you probably hit that. Just a regular offensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. That usually gets one and some fireworks. Okay, one. And right. Fireworks. So we'll go. With, we'll go with one for an offensive touch. Well, no, a first down gets one. So let's let's put a touchdown at three. A touchdown's mm-hmm. at three. All right. Is a yeah. defensive touchdown at more? No. Okay. Three also. We're, we're at a stock three. Um, now, what if we? What, what if the Vikings kick the ball off and it's a touchback? A touchback? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they play the horn for that? Oh, that should be zero. Oh, they do. Luke. Yeah, I think they do. I think it's. <laughs> oh, they do. Yeah. I oh, that's great. I, for sure, the opening kickoff they definitely do. And then, and then the follow up oh, is if then... it's like an opening kickoff, like here we go, kind of thing. Yeah. I, I feel that. Or are you talking about like the the Gallerhorn blow it, at the beginning? It's because that's it's a di- way different thing. It's yeah. every kick the horn. I, goes I'm off. pretty sure. I was, okay. I was at the. That's Lions hilarious. Game. I was at the Lions game, and I'm pretty sure. They only did on the opening kickoff. I don't recall them doing okay. it at every kickoff. Well, but... because that, that's where I'm going with this. My gripe with the horn <laughs> really has coalesced that you guys seem to blow it when you kick a kick, when you kick a touchback and when you receive a touchback, which means it has officially lost all meaning because you are on the same side of the so, different sides of the same play. So I probably in all objectivity agree that it should not be blown for a touchback, but if it annoys Packer fans like you, I'm all for it. <laughs> that that's my whole point here. It's like it's doing its job. Like it really gets under his skin. The, yeah. The, the like, part I'm that, good with that. The part that got me this last week yep. was the no Lions notes. took a timeout and you guys blew the horn and I was like, Oh my god, okay. We're oh, officially... okay. Was it was was it a timeout like a like a crowd got too loud kind of thing? Because I'll give a horn I, to that. I think it like was if they, or like a false start because you got too loud on third down and they messed up or they had to take a delay or something. Yeah, it, it was it was like that that gets the yeah, it was like we're not going to get set up, and we we're going to take a delay if we don't take a timeout. So I kind of get it, but it's like, man, I don't know. Okay. I feel like we're I'll really give that one horn. Yeah, that's fair. Ground. I mean, to be fair though, that's, like that's the fans wasted a team's timeout that gets a horn. Good job, fans. Yeah, and and I think it's it's funny because like he he has such a gripe with the horn, and I think it's it's great because the Packers every first down they get they do like the farmers insurance 
like jingle and then they say go pack go or something like that you know it's it, it's that typical oh yeah that thing. Dun, 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 dun yeah, thing yeah yeah and i'm like i i feel like what's the difference here i feel like, <laughs> like one is just so much more like it's the same thing where do the panthers still do that where like every first down they got like the cat that goes like rare like really loud. <laughs> i hope so like it's those one the point little... is to annoy your rival yeah i hope that they do <laughs> which it's it, it's working it's very effective um Luke, I got. I have one more. This is more of just a general one. Um, have there what teams to like so far in three weeks have kind of surprised you the most? Uh, I know you alluded maybe the Eagles might be one, but this could be good or bad. So in either direction. Uh, the Eagles were supposed to be good. Um, the Jaguars look like they're the best team in the South. Probably wouldn't have had that. Makes sense. Trevor Lawrence, second year, not Urban Meyer. That's all you need. Okay. <laughs> um. But I, I'll give that to the Jaguars. Other surprising teams. I was into the Dolphins, but I had them as like a nine-win team that would sneak into a wild card, and they seem maybe a little better than that. Um, here's what I'll say, though, about the Dolphins. They are spread gods. They, yeah. they ha- and they have been for like three years. Everybody hates the Dolphins. Vegas hates the Dolphins. And they are like, they have a crazy record against the spread. So go Dolphins, lifelong Dolphins fan. <laughs> I thought the Patriots would be better. They are way more of a mess than I thought they would. Be. I didn't think they would be good. I didn't have them in the playoffs or anything, but I thought they'd be, you know, like about as good as the Lions. Yeah, um, it, it's tough because you you hope that, you know, oh, it's Bill Belichick, but maybe you need an offensive coordinator and like you, you need that. Matt like, Patricia is really good at uh, something yeah. and we'll figure out what that is someday. <laughs> Uh, and well, Mac Jones is a guy with a high ceiling. A lot of people took some some premature victory laps on Mac Jones when he was the only guy starting at the beginning of last year. Yeah. When the entire take on him was that he was the only guy that was pro ready. But like, is he actually going to be good? And in you know eighteen games or you know in, in a season and a half, maybe like other guys are going to be better. And sure enough, Trevor Lawrence, you definitely have over Mac Jones. Zach Wilson's hurt, I guess. Justin Fields is a catastrophe man that and trey lance is hurt man that class did not go the way i thought no that so was, i guess he's the second best option class. after trevor lawrence yeah our our, our jesus our producer is a bears fan which yeah. is so great that justin you said fields, justin, fields. justin fields just needs like another like two or three years oh yeah coming. when he's yeah. off his rookie well, deal <laughs> it, so here's the thing it's not his fault it's chicago's fault they failed like him. that's what i need bears fans to understand is it's not a, you didn't draft a bust you drafted a good player and destroyed him that's how broken the Bears franchise. Is. I, I wanted to say it was Matt Nagy's fault so bad, but now seeing the way it kind of is. Now, I mean, it, I guess it is his first. He doesn't year trust his arm the, anymore. It's gone. Yeah. He has no confidence yeah. in the arm. I mean, he doesn't trust his vision anymore. He doesn't trust his pocket anymore. He's yeah. bailing. He's rushing his process a lot, and a lot of that is because of what happened last year. The only production the Bears could get was Justin Fields playing scramble mode, and so now he's way too willing to drop his eyes and go into scramble mode or to break a clean pocket and go into scramble mode. So he's just that much further behind in his development, and now you have to get him to break those habits, which is more work than you started with. I saw this a lot with Trubisky in Nagy's first year with him when they went 12-4. and Like They used so many different setups and just it was like chaos on the field and that thrived for them and i'm wondering if that's <laughs> how they thrived in the trubisky chaos. They did. i mean chaos. trubisky was really good when like you had so many different, magic trick. so many different formations that you were using hey. and things just worked for them then and then they tried to make trubisky more of a pocket passer and he can't throw to the left and 
everything Look, just kind of went downhill. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky has one more NFC North crown than Kirk Cousins does. Yeah, so that's that's, yeah. that's true. That's fair. You know, but he doesn't but, have a, he doesn't have a playoff win. The so best way to develop a quarterback is yes. to surprise draft him and then never really use him. And I will die on that hill. Yeah. Um. All right, Luke. I know you have a heart out here at six, so we can wrap her up here. Um, really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day, especially with sure locked, on, locked on Vikings Monday through Thursday. Uh, you can, if you want to check out Luke Braun on Twitter, he's at Luke Braun NFL or at locked on Vikings and locked on Vikings.com. Uh, I believe you post to YouTube daily as well as on anywhere you can find podcasts. Is that correct? That is correct. As well as patreon.com slash Luke Braun NFL. Perfect. Uh, Luke, I hope you have a great rest of the day and hopefully the Vikings don't, uh, don't eat at our soul that much this year. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. They, they will, they will. We know it's going to happen, but hopefully it's more positive than the negative. So <laughs> I just need it to be fun enough. So going to London wasn't a bust. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, thank you so much, Luke. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks man. Take care. All right. That was Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings. Now back to our regular programming of segments. Let's start with performance of the week. Uh, Kevin, I'll go first this time because you started last oh, week. Oh, that's just rude, but okay. <laughs> uh, all right, my performance of the week. Uh, it goes to Hard Rock Stadium, uh, which is where the Dolphins play. And because it is constructed so the away team benches are in the sun yep. the entire game yep. and the Smart. home team gets to sit in the shade and they have misters and fans going and the away team is just sitting there dying. And we saw this happen several times. Bill's players constantly getting cramps, heat stroke, <laughs> like they're getting injured. Like, I mean, this is, it's diabolical. I, I love stadium drama. <laughs> like remember last year when the Cowboys brought benches yeah. to uh, FedEx <laughs> Field? Yeah, their own benches. Yeah, and then, the, and then the the football team at the time did the reverse and got annihilated yeah. anyway. And it's like, well, you can't bring the yeah, benches anymore. Yeah, and so that that's, you know, something, but my honorable mention is actually to the Bills secondary for mm. even with all that adversity, holding Hill and Waddle to only 135 combined yards. When last week, the week prior, they had a 361. They didn't lose because Hill and Waddle killed them. No, they lost because you know heat killed them. Josh Allen's bad. We've decided they should have utilized the blue tent more to get more shade. Yeah, they yeah. should have like a bunch of blue all tents. the guys in the blue tents. Yeah. Everyone's in a blue tent. Yeah, that's that's good. And actually, big coincidence, my performance of the week is also a field. No, uh, it it goes to FedEx Field, and oh, this no. is not something that FedEx Field usually gets to hear. It does not get a lot of praise. But uh, good job, FedEx Field. You did not fall on Jalen Hurts this time, so you know applause all around. Uh, unlike last year when Jalen Hurts was exiting FedEx Field and part of it collapsed right next to him and yeah. sent a bunch of people falling onto him basically and he had to help them up didn't happen this year so good job fedex all right dustin what's performance my performance of the week? the week is gonna stay at fedex field oh it's, jesus it's for mr Devonte smith oh i think i mean let's okay let's go through this <laughs> jalen hurts had 340 pass yards mm-hmm. yep one shy of half of those yards went to Devonte smith wow he had at least two catches that could be featured on you got mossed <laughs> Like he was just jumping over guys, just grabbing the ball. He had, an you know, that popular game. segment. You got bossed. Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah, Devonte Smith segments. is my performance of the week. Th- thank you for trading me him. 
Yeah, appreciate that. Devontae, Devontae Smith really anything like, to help out the podcast. After yeah. that, after that first week where he didn't catch a pass, yeah, it's pretty worrying. Slim, slim Reaper. But uh, no, he's out. he's still good at football. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going snake draft here. Dustin Nathan Peterman Award. Let's hear it. My Nathan Peterman Award goes to the Bills clock management. Oh yeah. End of the first half. They fake a spike and throw a little screen to Diggs with like 30-something yards to go, and he gets like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And then to finish the game, they are running up and could not clock it in time to get a shot at the end zone to to win the game. Yeah. Well, and they weren't even mad about it up in the box. Either. Yeah, Ken Dorsey wasn't the nope. offensive coordinator. He he took it very well. You know, he didn't just slam everything. <laughs> well, he, he slammed, like, the one thing he had, and then he was just, like, pushing paper let, let me, down. Let me grab all of my play sheets and break yeah. them and slam them all up. And there's some intern that's like, damn it, I have to make all those again. Yeah, oh, no. I, I broke all this paper. I color-coded everything. I, for, I oh. forgot to save it. <laughs> they, they, they call that an analog Tom Brady. Yeah. 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 Um, hothead. All right. What's your Nathan Beamer word, Kevin? We're going snake draft. Why am I going? Oh, because you're second. I, yes, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm lost in the snake, and there's only three lost of us. In the sauce. Oh my god. Uh, uh, so my Nathan Peterman award. We're staying with the same but game. You're going second every time, and you're just like, what? Yeah. What? Like what? What happened? I'm up. Uh, is uh, Mr. Thomas Morstead the Dolphins punter? That was my other one. Yeah. Um, punting a ball up uh, his teammate's butt. In the end zone, but but are we sure that's a bad thing? I mean, I feel like it hurt. That's why I took it, it off of my Nathan Peterman because it actually helped them. Because instead of punting with ten yards of clearance out of the back of the end zone, yeah, it, it they got to punt from like what the twenty or thirty it killed or a lot of time. It was, it was yeah, good. but it it cost them points quite literally. Yeah, but, but they they needed to score a touchdown anyways. Yeah. It cost them points, and I don't remember who he actually punted it into. But it, I don't think it was enjoyable. I don't think the ball was pointed properly for it to be enjoyable, even if that's what we're going for here. I think it hurt, and it cost some points, and field position. I mean, like, Mor- Morstead's got quite a leg, so I think any way the ball was pointed, it wasn't going to be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was, a, there was a, a picture of it where like it zoomed in, and you could see like it making contact, and it like... That guy definitely has a massive bruise. Yeah, like it's bad. Like, like, like they're, they're, it's it's so rare in this in this segment we have that you're actually like physically harming your teammate. Yeah, so that's why he gets it this week. All right, um, my Nathan Peterman Award. I'm gonna stick with stadiums here. There were there was another one I oh I might God. bring up here, but my stadium, it's gonna be FedEx Field because it leaked sewage again. Uh, there, that's just there, normal. <laughs> there was a, I don't know what's happening, but it it, it started to leak this brown black <laughs> liquid from the upper section on the it's lower command. section. Hey, that's like, Kevin's performance of the week you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah watch your mouth. It, it, it was literally spilling out in the lower bowl, and like, I mean, it, it's the perfect image because that field. It's it needs to be condemned. It has claimed so many knees and ACLs and MCLs, well, that, that, all the injuries to quarterbacks. Well, that, that field is like the it's it's the SpongeBob episode where Squidward's like the lights will flicker on and off, the walls will ooze green yeah. slime. Oh wait, they always do that. Like it's always leaking. It's sewage. so bad. Do you think FedEx like just 
steps the, away and they're like, hey, the, we don't want to. Like, we don't want to. You should, you should have anymore. to pay them. You should have to pay companies to not put their name on it. Like, yeah. They're like, if you don't pay us, we're going to put your name on. Oh, I, I guarantee you, they're t- they're calling up DHL and UPS, being like, can we trade you these name rights? Like, you keep, we'll give them to you. Do you want them? We don't want our name associated with this anymore. <laughs> they're, they're just like, going it's, for all the it's so bad. <laughs> um, but but I we I, should try and get the naming rights, like this podcast. Like, I bet we could buy them. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably for free at this they're point. They'll, they'll give field. us. They'll give us money. <laughs> they'll put our faces on the, the middle thing of is, yeah. the, the, oh i was about to call them the r word but oh the, the football team the football no they're team. the commanders what are Dude, you doing oh, never mind oh never God. mind commanders <laughs> i can't deal with all these name changes to the football skins but they're probably gonna have a lot of third and forever the commanding season. skins <laughs> so it, it works out um but my, my honorable mention here is just the chargers training staff or the medical staff um, so right now their mm-hmm. injuries, mm-hmm. their quarterback has a fractured rib cartilage. All pro center has a knee injury. All pro left tackle likely missed the season with torn biceps. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Uh, number That's one receiver tough. has a strained hamstring. Who knows if he's going to play again Ever. or when that will be. Um, their, their top pass <laughs> rusher, uh, Joey Bosa has a groin injury. Very popular this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then their top cornerback is not responding as expected from his ankle surgery. That's J.C. Jackson. So, uh, uh, sorry, Chargers. Like, it, it, you had well, the and, hype. And you're burying the lead here. This is the same team whose medical staff, like, tried to kill their previous quarterback. Yeah, they, and it was the same doctor. <laughs> and he still works there, yeah. He was the same doctor. and like He you, punctured Tyrod Taylor's I, lung. I feel like Everybody Tyrod, gets two fuck-ups. Tyrod was like, doctors two. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, there were, like, the four Chargers fans were like, Please, Justin, just sit out. Don't do it. Yeah, Don't take the shot. It's more dangerous <laughs> to get seen by the Chargers medical staff than it is to play football. Yeah. Uh, so that's my Nathan Peterman Award. Wards, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're I, just doing two for everything. Well, I see what you're doing over here. Because I, want, I wanted to have them there, but I wanted to really bring up that i wanted to you focus just, you just on wanted to stadiums. shit on fedex field because i said it was good i had it written down i didn't type anything okay. it was already there okay. um all right stock up um we'll keep going with snake here my stock up it's funny because as luke mentioned it earlier in our interview i had this is already down my stock up is the jacksonville jaguars hmm. i mean they uh good on them like they took it to the Chargers, yes, all the injuries, but mm-hmm. holy shit, thirty-eight to ten. Trevor Lawrence looks like, hey, look what happens when I have a coach that doesn't want to like kick our players. Well, and and so that's, uh, I, I don't think we're giving Urban Meyer enough credit because <laughs> he has to tear him down to build him up. Is he that what had you're to saying? tear him down to build him up, and it's like it's like when you train, with, I had like, to kick them all they're down, strapped to your body, and you finally get free of those, and you're like, wow, this is much easier. Like it, only he could have done what he did to get the Jaguars to where they are. And I yeah. think that, you know, we're not giving him enough credit. He was just a stepping stone in the organization. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But God, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And Trevor Lawrence is that soldier. But good on them. They lost 28-22 first week in a weird Carson Wentz deciding to throw like four touchdown game and a lot of yards. And they smoked the Colts 24-0. And then they smoked the Chargers 38-10. Both of those teams were definitely playoff picks. Like they look like they're the best team in the AFC South. Will that mean that they the advance bar. far in the playoffs? Probably not. But like they actually look pretty good. Good on them. And better than they've looked in a long time. They scored eighty four points and only given up thirty eight yeah. plus forty six. That's, That's got to be one of the best differentials. Those are those are very different like, numbers. Yeah. 
So that's my that's my stock up. So my stock up, we're going to stay in that same division. It's Mr. Mike Vrabel. Uh, Mike, his team wasn't doing so well, especially last week, getting their just doors blown off on primetime television. Uh, the Titans were down bad. And they bounced back this week and beat a Raiders team I'm going to call Frisky, which feels generous. But, like, they got a win at least and kind of – you saw you saw the life there. You saw Derrick Henry run for 85 yards. Robert Woods had 85 yards receiving. Like, they actually did stuff, which is more than they've been doing so far yeah. this season. And a lot of people were writing off the Titans after, you know, their very slow start. And it's it's important to remember that Mike Vrabel is a good coach. He won coach of the year last year. Yeah. Should have been LaFleur. But, yeah, he won coach of the year last year. And – they have pieces. They have a good coach. Yeah, they're the you one seed. Completely write them off for the season. Yeah. Um. All right, Dustin. What's your right. stock up? My stock up is close football games. In the last two weeks, there have been twenty-one score games. Wow. Out of thirty-two games, how, how does that compare to last year? I don't know, <laughs> but it's fun to watch. It could be the same. It could be less. I don't even know. if the games aren't enjoyable to watch, like the Packers-Bucks game or the 49ers-Broncos game, I mean, they're still better than if it's a blowout. Your stock like, up should have been like bad football. You're like, Well, no, because a, yeah. a lot of the games were good. Those are just a couple examples that weren't good, but they were still one-score games, which are much more enjoyable to watch because it's not like, oh, this team's scored five touchdowns the other team hasn't made five yards so you think like the stock up would be like the ratings like you think you think viewership yeah, I, is up? i think i think it makes the games way more enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch when it's a close game we're gonna get back all those fans that stopped watching because of the anthem kneeling yeah probably <laughs> yeah. um all right then keep keeping with you here what's your stock down i just mentioned it but it's it's russell wilson uh, and the broncos oh dangerous <sighs> just they yeah. mr mr very limited they just limited. Looked good this year like they, i they, mean they, i get the 49ers are an okay defense but like well they, just, they've looked at they, a the okay the 49ers is a great defense the 49ers, i think the broncos also have a very good defense too but they like, also but have like, yeah, both, such a hyped up offense yeah and no, they haven't performed nathaniel hackett ain't it like he's early returns are not looking good on Nathaniel Hackett. No, they're not looking good, and it seems he looks like, like he got the job because he he's like I he's know Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like from what I've seen, you know, people that know more than I do talking about stuff like this, they're talking about how it it's kind of Hackett's fault. You know, he's not getting things in order. He's not getting the no. play to Russ with enough time to run it. it. It the chaos. I mean, I don't think Russ is what he used to be, but I think that Hackett is putting him in a bad spot. Yeah. As well. Um, so going to my stock down. Uh, Dustin, cover your ears. Don't say it because they won. Oh, no, it's the Bengals, isn't it? No, it's Justin Fields. <laughs> Why would we be the Bengals? <laughs> I think they looked really good last week. Justin Fields he stinks. He's so bad. He stinks. He win. Football. He stinks. He beat the Texans. He was 8 of 17 for 106 yards. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Hey, you know what a lot of NFL quarterbacks say? What? You need the only to stat throw that the ball. Matters, the only stat that matters is the wins. I don't. That's that's such a bad like thing to live in. Like that's just if you it, win the game. Going who cares? off going off of that, Jimmy Garoppolo is unbelievable to you. But but he? couldn't he have won the game a lot more handily had he played better? And still gotten the Khalil win. Khalil Herbert looked amazing. <laughs> that's not that's the running back. He's running. He's doing his human. job. Yeah. That's their game plan is run the ball. Never let our quarterback that we 
paid all this capital but, for. But in a much more real throw sense. the ball. Like, what, what's going on with Iberflus? Like, does he... He's got to know that this isn't normal, right? I'm starting to think that he's not, like, a real person. I think we just know his name. I, is he doing anything? He doesn't call the defense. He doesn't call the offense, obviously. He coaches the yeah, team. Yeah, he, he doesn't have room on it. What does the, he do? Play sheet does he go up offense. to fields and say, just keep running it. Just don't, don't throw. You. Don't throw. Because he... Justin Fields tried so many times to throw the game away. Mm-hmm. But they just, you know, Khalil Herbert's like, no, well, I don't want to do he, that. He can't throw the game away if he's not allowed to throw. He shouldn't be allowed to throw. Huh? Like, huh? It's, I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. He stinks. Yeah, he's bad. Um, all right. My stock down is primetime games. Uh, it's been rough. It's been a rough early start to the year. So week one, we saw the Bills-Rams. That was, it looked like it was me a close game in the first half. And then the Bills said, we're a much better football team. And then they just went nuclear on them, 131-10. Pretty correct. You know, not great unless you're rooting for, you know, the Bills mm-hmm. um, or just points because uh, they gave them to them. And then later that night, we had, or later on Sunday, Sunday night, we had the Bucks cowboys That was supposed to be a, like a great follow-up to the year prior when they had the opening game, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It sucked. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Dak... I don't know what that was. Yes, he got hurt, but like he looked terrible up to that point. What the hell are you doing out there, like, Dak? You're breaking yeah, hands. Yeah, like Dakota, what are you doing? And then we have the Broncos Seahawks, which was a disgusting game that we, again, the Broncos stopped putting them in primetime games. Well, they thought the Broncos were going to be so good. You can tell when they made the schedule, they're like oh, the Broncos. Oh, absolutely. Because we are too early. Everyone's saying, like, flex them out already. It's like, we're too early to flex out. We're not in that point of the year yet yeah. where we haven't hit that. Um, last week. We did have the Chargers Chiefs, which, which was, was a good game. You know, you had Herbert get hurt, and then he still came out. You could see he was in pain. And then he came out and threw that absolute missile mm-hmm. for the touchdown, which was awesome. Gave him a, a chance. Um, so that was a good one. But then we had the Bears Packers in Sunday night. Hell we yeah. already talked about that. Hell yeah. Ter- like, just boring. Excellent. Just not great. And then, you know, the two Monday night games were two blowouts. You know, it wasn't good competitive football. You only like it if you're a fan of the teams that won. And then last week, uh, Steelers-Browns, yeah. we don't care about that at all. We don't. You know, it, it, it's I a care. long... It, no, we don't. I um, care deeply. Sunday night, like I said, stop putting Russell in prime time. That no. was the grossest thing I've ever seen in terms of offense. And it was just one of those things like it's finally done. It's the Frodo meme. I will say, shout out to their punters, Corliss Waitman, the Denver punter, 10 punts, 476 yards, six of them inside the 20, and then Mitch Wisnowski, seven punts, 362 yards, and three inside the 20. They're the real MVPs of that game. Did Um, did you see that the the Packers punter got uh, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week? Wow. That's like a Super Bowl for us. The Special Teams actually did a thing. The X-Bear. Yeah. Pat O'Donnell, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like we need, we need to get some better primetime games. It's sad. Like I'm going to watch them. They'll all, come, but it's, it's not been a good start. Well, and speaking of, of matchups, cause we're not going to get into the full, you know, everybody's preview of next week, but I did want to bring up here too. The stock up, you know, could be, could be drama because gentlemen, we have three catbird games this week. Oh boy. And the current running total <clears throat> In the history of the NFL is plus five 
to the birds. Mm-hmm. So that could get cut down to plus two, hypothetically, yeah. if the Lions, Jaguars, and Panthers all win this week. It is a huge week for the cat-bird rivalry. Are you guys pro-cat or pro-bird? I think I got to be pro-cat because I, I have I, cats. I am pro-bird. Okay. Yeah. You like... The Cardinals, the Eagles, and the Seahawks. I don't know. I I gotta say, I I think I'm I'm pro bird. I like Kyler Murray. I feel like there's. I don't like the birds because there's too many bird teams. We do get. We do get a uh, the first ever. I believe two additional. I guess. Well, maybe now since it's been their midfield logo, we get a a bird versus an elf game between the Browns and Falcons because their their midfield logo now is Brownie the Elf. Uh, that's creepy. Has, I don't like that. Who has ter- I love it. Who, who has terrible ball security though? Like it, you look at it, and like it's like he's that's gonna fumble. Like, it's, it's gonna just, slip out of his so hands. It's like it's like what are your mascots? Like oh, we have three. One is an elf. One is a dog, and one is a sex offender. Like I just, I don't understand <laughs> like what they're going for. Uh, they're trying to hit every single market. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> like we got like, all the got like one of these three things. Um, all right, let's preview our games. Uh, let's start because I guess we'll start chronological uh we have the minnesota vikings playing at the new orleans saints but really Quote both unquote. teams are across the pond you know we, we get should a, we talk about it with a british yeah, accent yeah we, we get a british accent hello puppet and just go real cockney on it oh isn't it oh it is peaky fucking blinders the peaky fucking blinders oh what do you think rogers is gonna do something with his haircut when they go to london that's probably why he did that's probably oh. and also oh. he can do it for halloween he's gonna be yeah. like a fucking peaky blinder arthur shelby um arthur fucking shelby so we have the vikings taking on the saints what do we think the line is uh, for this game, who's home? The... <laughs> Technically, the Saints, which the the they are they, they they do get an advantage. They get their choice of hotel. Um, what? Yeah, they, 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 are there not like two good hotels no, in well, London? It's, it's like... by like proximity wherever they want. They get their they get to choose the hotel first. It's like a weird. They should get to choose the Vikings hotel. I feel like there's still two good hotels. Yeah, right. same proximity. Right. We're in the five star. Um, get, and you're in the other five star. They get star. priority. Huh. They em. get priority of like facility of like practicing. So I know that the Vikings are going to be practicing at the Tottenham Hotspurs the Stadium. Hotspurs. The Hotspurs, they get a, they get a practice at their stadium instead, where I think that the Saints are just gonna be at Wembley, um, where the game just played. Just slumming it is with there the Hotspurs. Good area to practice at Wembley. Oh no, no, it's actually at hot. It's actually at the Hotspur Stadium. So I don't know why where they're gonna be practicing the Saints. Is I know the Wembley Vikings a are tennis practicing. facility. Wem- Wembley, like Wembley Field, is oh, that the field. the field? It's not. I don't know. It's I all mean, it's all silly British stuff. Who cares? Ah, uh, so what do we think? That the the line is the line is Vikings minus three and a half. I'm gonna say Vikings minus six. It's Vikings minus two and a half on this. Wow! They're giving the Saints that much. Well, Chris Olave hype is real apparently. Yeah, which is interesting because, and the over under, uh, just go for it really quick. Over under, I'm gonna go with forty seven. I'm gonna go forty five. 43 and a half. Oh. It's, it's not right. I mean, the Saints have a good defense. I guess they do. Like, and I think that the their Vegas probably isn't as sold on, like, seeing what the Vikings did against the Eagles defense. Like, they're probably not super big on that. And, yes, we, we didn't put up as many points that we thought we would mm-hmm. against. I do think – no, I think the under actually technically hit because it was 52, because it was 52 and a half uh, for, the, for the Lions game. But um, – one thing to note about this is Jameis 
didn't practice today. Neither did Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to be out. So I don't think it's anything to worry about there. I'd rather have Jameis play honestly than Andy Dalton. I don't know. Like I, I kind of want to see Andy Dalton. So I, I would that love man. to see Andy. Yeah. So like my my things for this game, like it's very similar to last week. Vikings need to get out to a good start. We cannot do what we did last week or the last two weeks, I should say. Again, like if we have like a slow start, I disagree. I think you can start slow and still win. No. I don't think the Saints are like awesome. I it, it's it, it it. I mean, the last time we played the Saints, Kamara scored six touchdowns. Yeah, but so he's like, also hurt. Yeah, but he's gonna play. He's gonna yeah. play. Uh, tackling needs to be solid on him. Defense again. We have to find ways to get pressure and not let Jameis somewhat look decent. Yeah. Um. And also, as I mentioned, Jameis always our talk decent. about about the Vikings game with the lions. We need to find ways to get JJ more involved. And I think we're going to see that. Jesus Christ. I know we're, I I have a feeling we're going to see that a good amount. You know, Kevin O'Connell has said, you know, since then being like, you know, he, he doesn't show up necessarily in this. He hasn't shown up necessarily in the stat sheet. Like we're used to, but it doesn't mean he's not helping the offense be successful. But like, he's like, I know we got, I have to do a better job of getting him involved well yeah you, you have to do a game. better job because i don't like putting pictures of jj on milk cartons and sending them to my coworkers, <laughs> but i have to do it yeah because he's missing yeah we want to find him um one thing i will say about Jameis: so far this year quarters one through three in three games that he's put in the three games he has zero touchdowns and zero interceptions okay in the fourth quarter four touchdowns Five interceptions. So that's that's he's, the Jameis corner. He's like a he's like a sleeping giant of like he's like I'm just gonna bide you, my time. But you can only keep Jameis down for <laughs> like, so long. He's like, all right, I'll I'll play it safe for three fourths of the game, and then I'm back to me. Qu- quarters one, two, and three, you're shaking the soda, <laughs> yeah. and then quarter four, you open it up and it yeah. just explodes. Or or it's just like with the diet coke and the Mentos. He's like, wait, just wait, guys, just wait for it. Here we go. That means we're not on track for another thirty interception year. Yeah, Does he's got it. He? He's, he's not. It's only at like seventeen right now. If he keeps that up, we definitely five across. Well, three games. Club, well, it's five. We'll oh, I guess yeah. Here. It's like 24, 25, 26. He's got to like pick that. it up. He's got to at least pick it up in one of those. Quarters. Yeah, we need to see more interceptions. Yeah, which um, maybe I, starting next week though. Yeah, I I think I think we could definitely get him for two. I think for sure we can get him for two. Um, it's going to be a matter of just keeping keeping Kirk upright. As always. Well, and the real but... question is going to be like, does Kirk view this as a prime time game? No. Okay. No, I think this is because it's like a it's a different game. It's not prime time. Well, it's only it's... like three thirty in London. Is well, it? it's you know it's it's six, they're six hours ahead, so eight thirty two thirty two thirty game. Okay, yeah. So it's a two thirty okay. game for them. So we're this is a weird thing because like, this has been a game of the week. This is a big. This is a big like. Where does Kirk fall on this? Like, it, where where is this going to be viewed as? Like, I think this is like. I think we could see primetime Kirk. I don't think so because it's like it's just it's a it's like it's not primetime Kirk. But, it's special occasion. But, but think Kirk. about it. Think about it. for a lot of people, especially West Coast, they're mm-hmm. going to be still sleeping. They're not going to see this. So this is when Kirk's probably going to have like a phenomenal game. So he's going to play better, and, and no one's going to see it. Because they'll be still in bed or still, like, doing uh, their Sunday morning stuff. You know what? I actually like that better. I'm going to flip. I agree with you. Like, I, I think this is where he's going to have an unbelievable game, and no one will see it. Yes. So. Also, Jameis <laughs> is on pace for 28 and one-third interceptions this year. Oh, Not 30. He's got to bump that up. Nope. Those are rookie numbers. He's got to bump that up. I think we'll get him for two. <clears throat> I think it's, I think, help the cause. Yeah, we'll get him for two, and that'll push him, push him over that. <laughs> 
that mark. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel pretty good. I don't know. I mean, the fact that this is in London, I'm very happy that it's not in new Orleans. Um, so yeah. All right. Other game. I believe you guys play at three twenty five again. Oh yeah. We don't play a noon game until like week seven. It's weird. crazy. It's yeah. weird. Was it this year? Or was it last year that you guys only played like three noon games? It just sounds like last year. I feel like that's got to be the teams you're playing. Because, like, the Bucks, I feel like they're always playing at, like, 325. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots definitely are always. Like, a lot like, of the it, it can be teams, kind of a West Coast thing, too. You yeah. know, those guys are more likely to get the 3 o'clock games. Uh, so, you have the Patriots going to Lambeau. Uh, minus Mac Jones. Minus Mac Jones. Brian Hoyer in. What do we think the line is here as we stand on Wednesday when we record this? This probably will shift. Packers minus nine. I was going to say eight and a half. It's Packers minus nine and a half. Uh, Over under. What do we think this is at? 38. So low. Yeah, that's really low. Um, I'm going to say 42. 40 and a half. I mean, it's right there. So I guess... What did you say, 38? Yeah. So Dustin gets you oh, I got a half point. by a half yeah, a point half on that point. one. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, you split that one. I think. Yeah, it, but you were like, that's so low. It's like, okay, well, it wasn't any, that any, low. Yeah. Anytime you're low. in the 30s, yeah. anytime you're in the 30s, you're like, whoa. Like, yeah, that's but like, it's bad. I mean, I we're very close to that. And so, like, this is something that, like, it, look, I'm curious, like, is Brian Hoyer that much worse than what we've seen from Mac Jones this year? I mean, probably not, but what we've seen from Mac Jones is bad. Yeah. Like, with the Patriots with Mac Jones have been very bad. They're not going to be, I don't think, better with that, Brian Packers Hoyer. have zero excuse to lose this. Or like no, to, the, to lose. exactly. It's another one like, of those. We're going with the same expectations as last week, even more so because now you don't have Tom. You yeah. have Brian Hoyer, the literal backup to Tom for a million years. Yeah. So this is a must win, especially it's at home, right? I didn't even look. It's a yeah. must win or yep. it can't it's a must win or it can't lose. Uh it's a must win. Mm. It's a must win. I be- think I think you and I have different opinions yeah, on what like those are. I think it's a can't lose. Like you have lose. to beat a good team. A mm. can't lose. That's how like, I hey, view this it. is an embarrassing loss. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. The like, losing the losing is worse than the winning is good. Yeah. Is more Because if you win this, you're like, we expect to do that. Yeah. Especially the circumstances. So this is a can't lose. Yeah. And I mean Based on what I saw last week, I mean the the Patriots defense. Well, it's not it's not a bad defense. It's not as good as the Bucks, and their offense. You know, like we said, doesn't have Tom Brady. There's really no excuse here for the Packers not to win this game. Yeah. Uh. So what I'm looking for here is sustained success, not two drives and then fuck all nothing for the entire game. <laughs> uh. I would really like to avoid that. Other than that, I think that's fine. I think that this is probably a good game if Jair has to miss some time. Yeah. I mean, who do we need him for here? The Patriots have some yeah, receivers. Yeah, J- Jacoby but... Myers is kind of banged up right now. He's actually looked like pretty solid this year. He, he's looked solid. The thing but is, though, it's not a game. Breaker. I will say the Patriots are having. They have three receivers, like actual like decent ones. Uh-huh. They've all rotated on who score has a hundred and fifty plus receiving yards. It was like Jacoby Myers, and then it went to uh, Nelson Aguilar, and then it was Devontae Parker, or it might have been Devontae and then Nelson. Yeah. But, like, they they just, like, rotate who's going to have the, the big game. So, like, I, I don't know. If all three of them play, it's just going to be a matter of can Hoyer get them the ball. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's something where I would like to see, you know, more of that pressure. Uh, I, I was happy with what the Packers got last week for the most part. I talked about how... I mean, it was a bad week for, like, the screenshots of the holding that didn't get called in terms of, like, 
the the arm bar around the neck and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then I, I'm not super worried either talking about Jair because uh, Stokes actually had a really good game last week. We didn't mm-hmm. really mention that in the recap, but I think he was targeted once for like five yards. Like that was the only, or maybe he's targeted a couple times, only like one catch. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. he's uh, he's holding it down there. I think he's he's enough to stop those Patriots receivers, and there's no excuse if you're a top team in the NFL. As the Packers, you have to win this game. So you're saying he bounced back after week one? That, the, the whole defense. <laughs> yes. Every single human being out there. Wow. Even even Kevin King from his couch? Well, Kevin King, I like him a lot better on his couch. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a huge Kevin King fan as long as he's his ass in the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's like, actually put, on the field. Put him in the booth. I don't give a shit. Just don't <laughs> let him out there. Oh, God. Actually, that, that, the booth is too close. That would be... Yeah, he, he could, he'd be he could find his way down <laughs> to the field. <laughs> like, holy shit, he's back. Just wander out into the play. Like, hey, guys, like I'm here. Yeah. yeah no. my, my main thing, obviously, I don't expect the Packers to lose this game. Like, they, as we mentioned, they shouldn't at all. But can Romeo Dobbs follow up week three that's gonna be the question like can he continue his ascension to greatness <laughs> his his hall of fame ascension is what you're is christian watson gonna play in this game i haven't heard i don't know mm. i don't think anyone's gonna notice if he does or not yeah <laughs> the, the first injury report came out the saints had like 12 guys I saw the that. vikings had zero which is weird like, you have a team with like zadarius and delvin i know like a bunch of guys that are hurt it's like, a it's lot. like wait what happened wait yeah. what, what did, do we just not like because we get we're not traveling you just, yet. You just didn't tell they're them. not they're, they're leaving tomorrow so i don't know i don't know it's mm. it's weird like did was it today just kind of like a walkthrough so like no one's technically sitting kevin o'connell know, just like forgot to like fax the injury <laughs> list or <laughs> yeah. like oh shit maybe um all right Two-minute drill. Wait, do we want to talk about Bears-Giants? Yes. Battle of the yes. two-and-ones? No, we definitely don't. That's <laughs> the, the most fraudulent two-and-one teams. And one of them's going What do you mean, what do I mean? And one of them's going like, to be three-and-one, most likely. It's going to be great. It's so bad. Like uh, it, it's, it's great. So, well, let's, let's have Dustin guess the line for this game. It's in... It's in Detroit. It's, or not Detroit, Jesus. It's I mean, in basically. the Giants. It's, it's in other Detroit. It's, it's in New Giants. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, Giants minus two. Giants minus three. What's the okay. over-under on this? Uh, That's a really mean line for the Giants. 41. 39 and a half. That's close. Is that the lowest of the week? Uh, That might be. I think that's got to be. And this is very important for the Giants because this is the game before yes. the Kadarius breakout game. So <laughs> he's not probably going to play this Stop. week. <laughs> hey, at least it's not like Kenny Galladay getting like $750,000. Oh, Kenny had such bad drops yeah. on the, the Monday night game. Yeah, he was yeah. not good. Uh, this I, I will not be watching this game at all. Why? I, I don't want to. the teams are bad. Tear my eyes out of my head. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. Choose not to. Who do you think wins in a race, uh, Justin Fields or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, well, like how, a, se- how, how a seventy-five yard, oh, race. yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How far, a seventy-five yard exactly <laughs> race. Does, do I have to? Well, how about when Daniel Jones starts to stumble? Is it, that's the race. That's over. The, the question is: Is it on grass or tr- or a track? Because that it's a big difference. Yeah. for one of those guys. Yeah, I don't know who could throw the furthest football. Jones, probably. Maybe. We haven't ever seen well, Justin Fields I mean, throw a football. Fields has so. only thrown for like 150 combined yards. So Yeah, what do they have? Like, only like 23 completions in like three weeks. I want to know what Fields' air yards are. I bet it's like none. It's probably really bad. Um, He's tried to throw the ball far a lot. He just can't get the accuracy. All right, why don't for two-minute <laughs> drill question, let's start with that. I'm going to look that up, actually. I want to see okay. what his air yards are. So, so I'll, I'll start two-minute, and yeah. then we'll go Dustin, and then we'll go you. Yeah. So you have time to, to Google. 
All right, and my first one goes to you, Adam. So uh, which rookie head coach is the closest to getting fired right now? Is it between the three, Hackett, Josh McDaniels, Everflus? Is Matt, is McDaniels considered a rookie head coach? I mean, he's his I first get... year as a head coach right now. The, the, well, he, with I this guess team. with a new team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I, I feel like I have to go him because he had the long closed door meeting with mm-hmm. with Mark Davis. What if he cuts his hair usually, like Mark Davis? Oh my gosh. Had, you... had Mark Davis cut his hair. Uh that could be something. <laughs> Show me your bowl. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I feel like I kind of have to go McDaniels, but I feel like they won't give up on him. But at the the, the Bears don't really I'm going to go I'll go McDaniels. I just feel like McDaniels like McDaniels is the answer but he's such a He's such a better coach than Eberflus and Hackett right. like, that you know in your heart. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, Dustin, your uh, question here. Uh, looks like Joe Mixon is uh, banged up getting in some limited practices this week. Uh, how many, if he doesn't play, how many touchdowns can we expect from Samaj P. Ryan? He had one last week. Yeah, so how many are we expecting this week? Uh, it's, it's, it's Thursday. I'll give him one. I'll give one? him one. Yeah. I think he I think he pounds one in from like eight yards or so. So like over under one and a half, you're taking the under. Yes. On Samaje. I'm taking yep. the over. I think Burrow's gonna throw for a good amount though. Like at least Pro- probably, yeah. He'll probably throw a lot. All right, Dustin, you're two minute. All right. Uh Kevin. Who should be more worried? The Cardinals or the Colts? Oh boy, that's a that's a big one. I think the Cardinals should be more worried. Because they keep doing this. The Colts, I feel like, got a slow start, but they can recover. They have good receiver, good running back, fine quarterback, head coach. But like the Cardinals keep doing this shit, and they can't seem to stop doing it. So I'm going to go Cardinals. You know, you know, they did come out with the Call of Duty beta, too. So mm-hmm. It's only well, going to get early, worse. Early release. So. Yeah. Does Cliff play Call of Duty? Cliff Kingsbury? Do we know? He Maybe he should. Because, like... <laughs> Or maybe he's like a battlefield guy and him and Kyler have like a, a beef about it. I don't know. All right. Sounds good. Adam. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adam, who has the least amount of worry? The Chiefs or the Eagles? Oh. Oh, come on. This is easy. I, I, One of these teams lost to the Colts. <laughs> no, I, I, think it, I think it has to be the Chiefs. I think they're... <sighs> I'm sorry. You like, are such a Mahomes stand. Mahomes and Reed. Believe. Are you kidding me? Mahomes and Reed. I will take Mahomes and Reed every single day of the week over Sirianni and Hurts right now. Lost to the Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So? They did. Colts were projected to win their division. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Did the Eagles lose to the it Colts? Was, it was in Indianapolis. It was a weird week. The Bills lost this week. Like, I feel like it's, To you the know, Dolphins. Yeah, another 3-0 mm-hmm. team. I, I think that the Chiefs have less to worry about than okay. the Eagles. I and the, what do the Eagles have to worry about? What's their weakness? Uh, can they sustain this? Is it They're actually... they're too good is their weakness. And well, they, can they keep being this let's, good? Let's let's also look at the teams they played. Like, you the know, Vikings do, suck. Do we think, well, if we suck, what does that make you guys? Uh, week 1 doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. So week 2 doesn't count. No, just the first no, one. No, no, no. no, no just... I think our week 2 doesn't count. If your week one doesn't count, no, because it's like the 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 three preseason games now as opposed to four. Like the Packers just keep getting mixed up with that, mm, so okay. that's that's where that comes from. All right. oh, sure. Um, I I don't know. I I'm gonna still go with the Chiefs. I'm less to worry about until proven otherwise. All right, I'm gonna go Kevin first. Who 
are the best teams in the NFC after three weeks? Uh, all right, let's go. I'm going to say three teams, the top three. Okay. I'm going to say the top three teams are... In order. Oh, no, not in order. Yes, I'm, in order. I, I can't even... I'm, Come on. You're springing this up. There's on not me. that many teams. Okay, so not in order. Just no. let, me, let me get them out there. Eagles is one of them. Oh, shit. Do I put the Packers in here? Yeah, fuck it. Packers. Um, and By your logic of winning, then it should be the Vikings. No, but it's not. But then that, you can just go in a circle on that one. And the Rams got killed by the Bills. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC at, 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 at current. Okay. How about that? Who's the second? The Packers. Why? Because I like them. Okay. Who's the third, <laughs> then? I'll, I'll give you... Uh, hmm... <laughs> Hmm. I almost did. I I tried to give you something for a second. Like like my half of my brain just overrode the other half of my brain and said, "No, you can't do that." Uh the third best eh, call it the Rams, fuck it, I don't know. All right. Noted. Noted. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Are yes. the Dolphins for real beating the Bills or was that just a weird game for the Bills? I feel like I know your answer. Your I feel like I know less. your answer, Adam. Stadium yeah. talk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think the Dolphins are for real. Hey, they all right. got weapons. They strategically punted off their own guy's ass. <laughs> That's true. That's a hard one to pull off. And I mean, they uh, just the the <laughs> Waddle and Hill. Just I don't I don't know if people can stop both of them. The Bills did, but like but they lost. Enough. Yeah. That's not because Waddle and Hill. I mean, they they still had 135 combined yards. That's not awful. I feel like that's. I mean, it was le- more than they have, 200 they have less touchdowns. Yeah, yeah but see. I mean, you can't expect guys to two guys to have over 300 receiving yards in a game. Okay, but you like, can't stop Waddle, stat. Hill, and River Craycraft all at the same time. <laughs> all right. And, I mean, Gieski's like or Gisecki, whatever his name is. Gieski. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a lot of Gisecki. vowels in there. He, he. Okay, you know what he does. But you know you got you got guys like River Craycraft, you got guys like Durham Smythe. I mean they've got you're, you're, you're like making a, Chase Edmonds, you're making a romance novel character. Chase Edmonds is there, like he's a good back, to, like receiving and running, like he can do it. Two touchdowns last week on six carries. Yeah, <laughs> that that sure won't <laughs> regress. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and also they have the best backup quarterback probably in the league, Teddy Two Gloves. Oh yeah, he's he's there. Zero completions, two attempts, zero yards. Yeah. He came in when Tua definitely should not have come back. Definitely in the got game. a concussion and came back anyway. Definitely yep. should not have come back in the game, but that's we even mentioned that. Nope. So, you know, that's great. Um, so the, they are for real for you. Okay. All right. And two minutes. All right. That's going to do it. Did you look up the air yards? I thought that was the whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got the air yards here. It's actually not as it's not as bad helping as in oh, our, in it's our, not as funny. Okay, yeah, then don't say it. Don't funny. say it. No, it's not as funny. if the stat doesn't support the narrative, I don't want it. Yeah, it's it's not as funny. So I'm not going to say it. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at third underscore forever 10K, where we post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episode, uh, highlights, memes, anything and everything Vikings, Packers, and NFC North, NFL related content that you want. Vikings, Packers, and those fucking other guys. Yeah, the other guys. Uh, let's be real. We talk about our teams more. Yeah. So um, just wait till my team's winning more. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Could be three and uh, one. Thanks again to Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings for taking time to chat with us. Um, you can also find him. I plugged him earlier. Uh, but I've been your host, and I'm joined always by my co-host Kevin Owen and producer Gus Nico. Kevin, finally. Go Cats! Go Cats!